we have reached an epic moment in the history of this podcast, Josh. It is a seismic event. You know what's really big about it? What? For the first time ever, the number of the episode is longer than, greater than the number of years you've been alive. <laughs> yeah, 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 this is true. This That's is true. I'm, I'm, I'm just about to turn 29 and 30 is way out of my uh, reach. And this is episode 30? This is number 30. Yeah, man, we made it. Yeah, if you're listening in Germany, it's uh, episode 30. Yes. Or if you're in France, it's... Uh... This is all you. I oh, okay, nothing. it's all me. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you'd help me out with the French. No, 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 no. no I think... the, the producer is thinking. Not sure. Okay, well, while we try and I can only count in German. I did one year of German. It was the only other language that I did. Hang on a minute, we'll have a race. But first of all, my name is Pete. Oh, my name is Josh. And together we are... Josh and with Pete. For the 30th time around. So are we going to count together in German and just see how long we can go? (laughs) You just want to count. No, because I could go... I'm pretty sure I could count. Okay. Uh, Forever. I still get lost around sort of 11, 12, because they're odd. They're real words. Oh, Dreizig... 40, Okay, and then nearly, it's... nearly, but oh, not quite. Did I mess up? Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah, because it would be Dreitzane, Fiatzane. Because it's oh. four and ten. But Dreitzig is thirty. No, but it's. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is, because then then it's Einundzwanzig. That's it. Uh, Einundzwanzig, yeah. yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of business. So that's what they all end in Zig, but you're right, they end in. The team Zane, numbers and insane. Yeah, there we go. French, on the other hand, um, why don't you text in and help us? Um, <laughs> Does anybody yeah, yeah. know French? Because <laughs> we don't. And we consistently try and speak French on the podcast. That's the one that we did longest at school, arguably, was French. I never I never did a what? French lesson. You never I did have a... never taken a French lesson. Did you do Latin or something? No, no, no. We did, I did German in yeah. year eight. And then it was an opt-out subject. You could take tech. And stuff like that. Yeah. So I took uh, tech rather than a language because, and to quote my like thirteen-year-old self, is that I'd like got too good at English to try it <laughs> at other languages. I was like, no, I'm just gonna stick with this one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like I'm too deep into English <laughs> that I can't start again. Oh, oh, yeah, I see what you mean. I yeah. see what you mean. Because uh, because so, I, I was I genuinely like it wasn't necessarily just mm. a brag. Like I was genuinely invested in like English and like linguistics and stuff. I was well into it. I was like, I can't yeah, yeah. <laughs> spread this over a couple of different languages. Do you know what the uh, the Welsh word for five is? Absolutely not, no. It is pimp. Pimp. It is pimp. (laughs) It is your facts for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are you going to accompany this with your um, other favourite Welsh language fact? Well, I think everybody knows a lot of the the, the big ones. So, like, for example, what is it? You've got... uh, It's the microwave one. Oh, the microwave one. one. Microwave is Popty Ping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And apparently jellyfish is wibbly wobbly. Wibbly wobbly? Apparently the Welsh for jellyfish is wibbly wobbly. Just what they just say wibbly wobbly. Yeah, brilliant. Right. <laughs> that that sounds it sounds weirdly English. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they do uh, drop a lot of English into there. Yeah, well, I suppose it's where you know we're very close neighbours. Absolutely. Uh, the producer is shaking her head. It's apparently not wibbly wobbly. <laughs> we have been live do you fact want to, checked. <laughs> do, you, do you want to hold it up for me so I can see what the Welsh word for jellyfish is? Well, say that again, please, Stephen Hawking. Oh, I'll take that. I think that's uh, Stairway to Heaven backwards where they talk to the devil, isn't it? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. <laughs> so that sounds like Slefrod Moor, which sounds like a place in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we must go to the bridge of Slefrod Moor. <laughs> it does, actually. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I suppose that's it was uh, not to talk about Lord of the Rings again. But Tolkien, was, but Tolkien yeah, uh, yeah. was obsessed with the Welsh language, right? Oh, yeah, he stole a lot of it. Yeah, and rightly so. It's a beautiful yeah. language. Oh, the producer is frantically. The producer is frantically writing Elvish. Yes, a lot of the Elvish stuff was based on... Uh, more equals... More equals dark. Okay. Oh. That's interesting because I think there's a, a Tolkien word for darkness, which is bursum. B-U-R-Z-U-M. It's even actually comes up in one of the movies. Oh, and there is the black metal band Burzum who and they deliberately took it from the Tolkien. Wow. Yeah. We are talking to two people right now. <laughs> uh, it says dwarvish. 
the oh producer... yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Elvish is uh, in Tolkien law is based on uh, Welsh, right? Okay. And um, Dwarvish is based on Celtic. No, I think it's like a. What are they Sweden and that called? Scandinavian? It's a Scandinavian language, uh, yeah. It's like course, Finnish or something. Right, okay. And of course, Burzum being a, a black metal bander from Norway. That would uh, make sense. That would make sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're also an incredibly frightening band. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, okay. the, the music is good, but the morals and the... What is the, frightening about this one? Because you constantly tell me about these uh, bands. Okay. And sometimes it's like, oh yeah, this dude used to wear, like, he has tattoos all over his face. And then sometimes it's like, <laughs> oh, he burned down a church and killed his wife. <laughs> Uh, Burzum is one of the church burners. Oh, okay, the church yeah, yeah. burners. Okay, also cool. proper Nazi, racist, <gasps> oh. uh, anti-gay, anti-black. Oh, yeah. They sound terrible. Not nice. Not they, nice. They, they, I assume we're not supporting these people financially with buying their records anymore. Well, that's the thing. I've never bought one of his albums, um, but the music is undeniably very good. And but yeah, I, I you only just have buy to it, seek it out for free. I seek it out for free, or um, <laughs> other people cover them. Like other ah, black right. metal bands okay. have covered their okay. stuff, which is good. Um, the producer just held up a sign saying that Dwarvish is based on Hebrew. Hebrew? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. dwarves like brew, they like beer. <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. There we go. Uh, right, anyway. Why isn't there a real ale called Hebrew? Um, I mean, there, there will be one based around mm. the Moses joke, right? The Moses joke? What? How does Moses make his tea? I don't know. He brews it. <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> It's even humorous. That is a joke. That is a joke. <laughs> That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Uh, well, anyway, um, we've got um, a slightly heady subject matter. Oh well, yes. The thing is, I've um, once again found something on um, on Reddit, which has been a segment that we haven't uh, gone back to in six months or so. Right. Yeah, I but, found it on Reddit. Yeah, I found it on Reddit, and I seem to remember that you were going to do uh, the. The, the title of that segment in a different accent every time. That's right. That's yeah. the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to have to come up with something, aren't I? Unless uh, you want to give me an accent and I will gladly. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. How about, can you give me a Welsh accent? Oh, easily. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I found it. Done. Read it. <laughs> that is excellent. Okay. Right. So, Pete, I have found. Yeah. A conspiracy theory that I'd never heard before. You found a conspiracy theory on the internet? <laughs> yeah. And this one is brilliant. Okay. Right? Um, I'm a big fan of them. The wilder the better, right? And um, this is a, basically, a theory of alternative history, right, in which we have been lied to, right? How we understand what happened in the past like few hundred years, like the Renaissance and Spanish Armada and all of that kind of stuff. It's all just a complete lie. Okay. Right? Really what happened is that a couple of hundred years ago, mm. there was something called a mud flood. Right? A, a mud flood. A okay. mud flood, which wiped out all trace of the Tartarian Empire. Okay. Right. Now, the Tartarian Empire are supposed to exist, you know, in that place where nothing is between, like, well, it's in Russia, but, like, between Russia and China. Between Russia? Uh, hang on a minute. Isn't it it's... weird that if I think about a map of the world, the first thing I think about is the the, the, the board for the game Risk. <laughs> and that's where I'm thinking now. So, yeah. Russia... so top right, right, yeah. so basically the right side of Russia, you so... know how a lot of that is, like, mountains and... Kamchatka, yeah, I know you're there. <laughs> I just think there is there. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, I play a lot of uh, diplomacy, so I don't know that side. Um, right. But yeah, so basically, this kind of is an area of the world called Tartaria. And that, as far as I can see, mm. is what it was called by actual historians uh, quite a while ago. Right. Okay. That part of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And that has kind of birthed this theory mm -hmm. that there was like the Greeks and the Romans and all of these dynasties that we know about. There was this empire of Tartaria, right, which spanned basically the globe yeah. and all like architecture which exists, which is slightly sunken in, you know, like there are cities, old cities like London, for example, where you can go like below and there are old streets. Oh, yes. Okay. Right. So basically they see this as the 
evidence of the Tartarian Empire. So everything that we know is a lie. And a few hundred years ago, there was an enormous mud flood which wiped out everything. And then in the power vacuum that happened since then, we have been like lied to and we've been fed this uh, lie of history. So uh, the theory is stating that this empire spread everywhere, including London. Uh, yeah, the... yeah, 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 including London. And there are lots and lots. Of, I've, I've got some photographs to um, show you. Um, so I will uh, I will just pull those up. But can I get your like initial thoughts on, uh, on what's going on? There? My initial thoughts are, um, why were they called the Tartarian Empire? For example, did they have bad dental health or did they have really <laughs> good fish sauce? <laughs> going to be one of the two isn't it yeah it, i mean it, it must be one of those two things yeah, yeah. i can't see that it'd be um anything other than that unless they were um they were obsessed with uh the idea of tar macking things or tarring and feathering <laughs> things. yeah isn't tartarus a word that's to do with greek mythology yeah the producer's not in someone in uh, greek mythology is like daedalus uh, oh tartarus is a place oh, tartarus is hell yeah. according yeah. to the producer oh that's interesting yeah because I've seen that used in other like science fiction things. Yeah. Like the Japanese anime Appleseed, the, the, the main city is called Tartarus. Okay. Because it's literally, it's so, so corrupt. It's supposed to be. Yeah. 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 That's um, interesting. Uh, what is it? Uh, Den of... Uh, Den a of hive of scum and villainy. Absolutely. Yeah. And if it's all about things sinking, sinking, you know, yeah. hell is supposed to be like down below. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. I suppose it, it does all kind of tie in. It does tie in. Um... So, uh, so but that is, an, but that is an evidence for you. You okay. almost had me spinning there, <laughs> right? But yeah, so if uh, we've got some photographs which are seemingly just like old parts of cities that were eventually kind of built on. Oh, I see what you mean. I'm looking at a photo that Josh is showing me. Um, you can see at the top half of the photo what looks like a you know a, a high street in a city, yeah. but there's a Road. big crater, big crater, and in the crater you can see columns and what looks like a you know would be a shopping precinct for an ancient, yeah. ancient civilization. So I'm buying that. Let's see what else. That one looks a little bit hokier. I'm looking at a second photograph now. It looks like somebody's built the city on top of some old rail tracks and that yeah, old or buildings. some old shack that was like shacks that were built along like a coastline. For yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Have we got any more? Um, right. Okay. What have we got? Um, there's a, there's a lot of right. So the Niagara Falls is apparently littered. With Tartarian ruins, I'll let you flick through. There's a gallery there of. Uh... Wow! Yeah, I'm looking at a photograph of taken around uh, Niagara Falls, and there is indeed something that looks like a deep uh, temple. Yeah. Um, they're just do I keep flicking to the right. And the thing is, yeah. the deeper that this um, conspiracy theory gets, basically, is people start. Uh, they're they're essentially equating. All of the architecture. Yeah. So they're saying that these buildings that you can find in South America and you can find them in North America and you find them in Africa. Yeah. But they all kind of have the, have this weird cohesion. Yes, in the architecture. Right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, that then is evidence that it, you know there isn't anything. It, all of the basically the idea of the Greeks and the Romans and stuff that we've been told. They just think that all of that is a complete fallacy and it is this one kind of. Um, history which has been deleted and it got deleted because of a mud flood uh, yes yeah, yeah yeah and then the people that took power the evil people and that's where the conspiracy theory gets kind of you know racist but um okay. <laughs> the, the evil people you know the evil people that control the world in all conspiracy yes. theories yes yeah it gets a, a little bit like that but i try and avoid that okay. um but like yeah that's essentially what happened is that now everybody that controls the world you know the tinfoil hat people yeah, uh, yeah you know there's all of this cabal of people which control everybody yeah they are the people that then <laughs> tell us this this life i don't know for what end Right. This is the. Uh, this is the. Well, presumably, it's like the Atlantis thing, where they, they had, you know, they they keep it from us because they had uh, knowledge and technology which would set us free from the shackles of our capitalist prison. Yeah, yeah. I suppose, and that is that is why it's a kind of, it's, an enticing idea. Yeah, isn't it? Because yeah. you just. Yeah, it's just a little bit different. It's a little bit yeah. more fun than, oh, yeah, we just kind of live in this uh, world and everything's the same as what we've been told about in school. Yeah, I think it's all of those things that a lot of other conspiracy theories have, but it's the extra thing about, 
hidden things beneath the floor, which I love. Exactly. Yeah. Right. There's um, something great about stuff hidden underground. Yeah. Yeah. I love a basement. Yeah. Love. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever lived in a building with a basement? Uh, I have, and I've worked in many buildings with basements, um, which I, I, I just love going into the underground yeah. <laughs> bit and just fidgeting around. Absolutely. When I was a student uh, in a very big student house with about six or seven of us, because there are so many of us in the different rooms, the living room was the basement. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, it was all good fun when you were having a party down there, but you try getting up those steps when you've had a few of your years <laughs> trapped on the ground. So it's... I'm going to sleep on the floor in the in basement. In the basement, <laughs> yeah. That was it. So I, I think it. I can see why it's appealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have they found any artwork or anything like that? Not really. It's all mainly based on these images that they've found of buildings and they've basically gone that looks like that but they're in two completely different places yeah. and we're told that they were built at completely different times but that doesn't make any sense so there's like old photographs and they'll just be like this apparently is paris in 1890 and mm. then they'll show you a picture of modern day paris and it'll just be like well that's completely different there's all of this like classical architecture and stuff like that it doesn't look like the same place it's been leveled and modernized and but yeah it's just been updated in a way that they don't think is the way that we have been told that it's been updated yeah i mean the further question is okay so they want to suppress all that knowledge of that ex that, that society ever existing yeah and are you telling me that they made up the renaissance and stuff to like cover that area of history yeah see this is the thing right so like i think that is the premise i think that all of the the history that we know is created mm. which is it, it's like the it's like the uh, the moon landing conspiracy theory. You know what I mean? Like it would be. Um, they always say it would be more impressive if they had got um, like four thousand people, or however many people worked on that project, yeah. and uh, they paid them all off and made sure that they never said anything out uh, or untoward for the rest of their lives. And they also constructed a massive rocket, and they had people come to see it, and they actually fired that rocket into some kind of atmosphere, and then had the people that were on that rocket return. Like, if they faked that, it's more impressive than landing on the moon. And, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? And uh, it's kind of the same with uh, this. It's just like, if... If the world was completely eradicated and then within the past like 100 years, somebody's just created this huge story that we've got for the human race, that's more impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. it does make you wonder what, what they're suppressing and what they're hiding. It really does. Uh, see, th this, is where, this is where it gets into your branch of kind of maybe buying into the fact that there may be something to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe they were in communion with aliens. Maybe they had... Maybe... Ancient aliens. Uh, they um, were far more in control of their DNA and their brains. And stuff. You know, the, one of the oh, big okay. things at the moment um, that science is having trouble with is uh, in a DNA strand... Right. And you've seen like, the pictures of a DNA strand before. That you have yeah, the, the like he a ladder. double helix. That's yeah. it, like a ladder. And all the sort of rungs on the ladder are um, amino acids. Yes, and they're pairs That's it. of things, and those pairs then kind of make whatever it wants to make. That's it. But about 80 to 90% of it, um, they have the audacity to call it junk DNA <laughs> because they don't know what it does. Right. right. So, so the, the small amount of it, they, they can observe, okay, that makes your eyes blue. That makes you live to your 70. That yeah. makes you uh, male. That makes yeah. you have long arms, hairy legs, whatever. That that bit works. But the rest of it, they can't work out they what the hell it does. Know. And the awful thing, well, not awful, the incredible thing about it is they've realised uh, it ties in with the um, percentage of our brains that we don't use and that they can't work out what, what it's used for. So it's clearly... To use right. that junk DNA, but whatever it is. Isn't that whole um, percentage of your brain that you don't use a complete myth that has been disproven? And that's really? why everybody was really angry about that Scarlett Johansson movie. No, I think they were angry about the Scarlett Johansson movie <laughs> because it was shit. <laughs> the that people who like that Scarlett Johansson movie were using 0% of their brains. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I've never seen it, but apparently it really, <laughs> really stinks. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I don't know. Oh, really? It's just... Oh, um, oh, what movie is it? It's called... What is that film called? Uh, describe it to me. Um, it's like Limitless, but with Scarlett Johansson and Morgan Freeman allows her to unlock Lucy. 
it's oh, called Lucy. Lucy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, she uh, unlocks uh, the hidden 90% of her brain and then she can fly and yeah, like do yeah. all sorts of weird stuff. So I suppose that is like the same thing in these theories about these old cultures that may have had control over their DNA and stuff yeah. like that. Like they would be able to fly and have telekinesis and stuff. Yeah, and and, and uh, presumably they those buildings were not underground when they built them. Or maybe they no, were. no, no. But that's that's the whole idea of the mud flood. Oh, I see. So, the, yeah, so yeah. basically, we are we, like where sea level is now. Yeah, is completely different to what it was before. Yeah, and there was, and it basically the I think the the main idea, or at least the vibe that I'm getting from these people, is that they basically believe that you could take a pickaxe pretty much anywhere and start digging down and you would find like a corridor have you ever found anything by digging um oh that's such a great question um um, i mean other than like a a metal detector on the beach no i don't think you found a metal detector no i haven't found a metal detector on the beach i've used a metal detector on the beach to then dig and find stuff really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what did you get um, so, uh, me and, uh, me and my dad found something that we are fairly convinced yeah. is an arrowhead. Oh, right? nice. Yeah. It's flint. Right? Yeah. It's a flattened piece of flint. Um, it's kind of chipped, but there was, um, there was like a little bit of sharp edge to it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, who knows what, like where that would have been from, but there's been people in Devon and Cornwall for ages that's pretty amazing right. i've got a very clear childhood memory of digging in a beach and uncovering about 10 centimeters down perfectly preserved dog shit <laughs> perfectly <laughs> preserved. i don't know i guess the dog buried it i don't know <laughs> my god <laughs> and it really sticks in my mind i was really i you know i was so like I was so into the fantasy of like I was we were away in these weird fantastic worlds and we were digging on beaches and I was like, what's the treasure that he's gonna bring me in this story? And it was dog shit. Uh, and and um, um uh, ice lolly sticks. Okay, you find a lot I of those. Find a lot of those. Yeah, I like the ones that used to have. Do you? Ah, oh, this could be a you may have missed. Okay, ice lollies, yes. ice lolly sticks that yeah. have jokes printed on them. Absolutely, remember that. You yeah, remember those? 100%. Yeah, yeah. And um, they were so good because, yeah. if I remember rightly, were they printed? So it was kind of like a magnum lolly stick. So it was a little bit wider rather than your standard lolly stick that people would make crafts a lot of the time it was right yeah yeah uh, that's what or at least the brand that i was getting i seem to remember that's what it was and the 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 feed line is yeah. on the bit that you can see before you've eaten the ice cream and then the punch line is on the bit that you can see after you've eaten the ice cream that never occurred to me but i'm sure that might be what they did i, I that's just that is my memory off the top of my head i yeah. think that's how it worked and if it wasn't how it worked someone's missed <laughs> <laughs> absolutely Wow, right. yeah, that, that's probably how it works. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't remember what they're called. I can't remember what they're called for the life of me. But what? They're called ice lolly sticks. No, no, no. But the, the like the, the brand of ice lollies that would have the um, I think some of the Walls ones did. Right, yeah. okay. It wouldn't be Magnum because that's too posh to no. be like humorous. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, no, people, are, people at Magnum aren't having humour, are they? They're all just... It's a perfume advert. They're all just being sexy. Honestly, I, I went with my girlfriend to the cinema this week, no, last week, yeah. and one of the adverts was for Magnum. And this advert went on for like five minutes and you knew it was an advert for Magnum and it was like it was like an advert for a saga holiday on a cruise ship or something they were yeah. sitting there it's like it's a shock ice yeah right? and the thing the thing that annoys me about it right is with Magnum adverts specifically is that they haven't changed the advert even not the marketing strategy the advert since they first did it they get somebody they have a Magnum right They're, everybody's looking all nice and everything is kind of like themed with the colour of the Magnum yeah. and then they have that slow motion shot where all of the background noise fades away and you just yeah. hear the crunch yeah, right? yeah yeah and then it comes up Magnum right yeah. that's every Magnum advert for the past 30 years <laughs> absolutely yeah uh, they ought to get Tom Selleck to do a Magnum advert <laughs> You know what I mean? Right, I agree, yeah. right, 100%, but I also want to hear why. <laughs> Do you not remember Magnum P.I.? Oh, God, of course. <laughs> Tom 
I want to see him get ice cream all, all stuck in his moustache as he bites into it. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, Because you can't eat a chalk ice with any kind of dignity if you have a moustache, I'm sure you no, can. No, no, no. Ice, ice cream is uh, something that's going to very much catch yeah. you out if you've got facial hair. I mean, you've got facial hair. Yeah. And I'm sure ice cream, what's the worst I thing to eat? I, well, um, what's the worst thing to eat? Really? So, like, a kebab. Right. Okay. So if you if you have a kebab and you eat it like with your like as as, as God intended, mm. you pick up the bit of bread and you actually eat it like a sandwich. Yeah. Right. If you get that and like you've had a few beers, you come back and you've like lathered it in chili sauce. You get that in your beard. Mm. You will just burn your face. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably the worst thing. I can imagine. But yeah. also, what is bad is just anything that will like stick in okay. there. Um, because then if it dries and it's sticky, <gasps> you've got a, you've then got a, like a chewing gum in your hair situation. Oh no. So like sticky ribs and stuff like that. You've got to be really quick to wipe your mouth. Otherwise it's going to be bad. That's horrendous. <laughs> it, it is. But also shaving is a ball ache. So I don't mind it so much nowadays. Really? I used to hate it. Um, I just, oh, I just can't be bothered. It's just the, it's like. It's a task like doing dishes, and any of those tasks that you can delete from your life, yeah. I think, is essential. Because just every day, you just... And it's the mirror as well. You're just staring yourself in the face, just watching yourself age day by day by day. <laughs> it's always in the morning that you've got to shave. You look terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, fair enough. I found it became infinitely more pleasurable once I didn't scrimp on the razor blades. I like to buy okay. the cheap stuff for anything in life. Yeah. But if you get yourself a good Gillette, I'm not being paid by Gillette to say this, <laughs> but you get yourself a good Gillette, and honestly, it's just a pleasure yeah. every time. Yeah. Every time. Interesting fact about Gillette. Okay. Um, you know, um, uh, the Gillette raises the uh, the the jingle. Uh, the jingle. The jingle. Gillette. The best a man can get. Yeah, I seem to remember that vaguely, but it's not like it's not like the McDonald's uh, jingle, which is like an earworm. Well, McDonald's have had a few. Well, um, yeah, but the ba da ba 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 one is the that one is. Yeah. Uh, have you heard about how that was created? So they paid. So they paid Justin Timberlake. Yeah. To make a song. Yeah. And then he apparently just whole like cloth ripped off a song well apparently uh, he did write those five notes right and apparently it's him whistling it as well yeah yeah yeah, no, yeah. i have heard that but yeah. i've also heard another um because obviously since all of the uh like the paramore case was in the and i suppose there was the um that pharrell song happy got sued because they stole a bit of a song they did yes they did yes. um but ever since that's been in the news there's been loads of people that have been trying to like pick apart different uh, parts of songs. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I see. Fair it is. Well, the Gillette thing was um, uh, that was written by a guy whose name escapes me, but, right. but that that jingle went everywhere. If you went to Germany, right. they, they did the same Gillette, da, 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 like da, the autoglass thing. Like the autoglass thing. I don't think they have autoglass in Germany. Maybe they do. Oh, really? I think autoglass is purely UK. No, 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 really? no. It's this is the, have you not seen the YouTube video? No. Right, this is exactly what you're talking about. Sorry, I will let you continue with the Gillette story almost immediately. But autoglass, you know the autoglass jingle. Autoglass repair. Autoglass repair. That yeah. yeah, yeah. That is the company that owns that. Right, is like a a global conglomerate, and yeah. they do the same thing in almost every country. And they paid one guy once to write that one jingle, and it's the same in every country, no matter what the name is. Wow. Right, so. There's like an Australian one, there's a Japanese one, there's a Russian one, there's like no <laughs> yeah, you can go on YouTube and it's just it's the same melody. It's like yeah. and it's just like all of this is so good. That's amazing. So is it the same? Is it a similar thing with the Gillette? Well, that did go everywhere, yeah, translated it into different languages. But the really incredible thing about it is it was written by the guy who wrote the song Saint Amos Fire. Um that rings a bell. Yeah. No, that, that's that's a different song. That's the Boys of Summer. Hang on, <laughs> hang on a minute. The Saint Elmo's Fire song, the eighties power ballad oh, thing. Yeah, I, it, it, the name rings a bell, but I can't get it off the top of it. Oh, how does it go? Anyway, yeah, the, the bloke who wrote Saint Elmo's Fire, he wrote that. It was a huge hit, right? A huge hit, and then he was struggling to come up with anything else. Okay, yeah. so that was his one big single, 
sold sold a lot, right. but then he was really struggling. And then he wrote the Gillette song, and he just retired. <laughs> he's been living off that off the Gillette song. You know, didn't have to do anything else. They do just get yeah. I mean, how long do you, how long do you think they ran that jingle for? Oh years, years. It's I'm pretty sure they still run it now. It's still like their main jingle. It's yeah. like the like the 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 death march from uh, Star Wars or something like that. If if your advert is using the death march from Star Wars, <laughs> something is wrong. No, no, no. But it's like, it's like it's like um, it's like the score to Gillette. Like they'll bring oh, it yes. back decade on it's decade the on decade on decade. Yeah, yeah. It's the theme. It's like the Doctor Who thing. Like yeah. there was no way they were going to bring back Doctor Who in two thousand and five and not have that theme tune. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. intrinsic to the DNA of of what it is. Exactly. You yeah. couldn't bring back Buffy. Right, yeah. and have a different theme song to Buffy. I'm sorry, you just okay. couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, that that is my uh, bid for the greatest opening uh, titles to any TV show ever. Okay, hang on a minute. Yeah, because I've got to rejoin this. I'm sure you do. Okay. <laughs> but first of all, um, I didn't do something before we started recording. Oh, okay. Which is use the gents, and now I'm I'm really really struggling. We're about halfway through the episode. Uh, the producer is nodding at me, so we're just gonna have a quick break. I'm gonna clap my hands. Yeah. Here we go. And we're back. Um, we might have been able to put in the edit uh, a little uh, snippet of the uh, Gillette song, uh, yeah. the Saint Elmo's Fire song. Uh, but if yeah. not, it's the one that goes. But anyway, um, we were talking before I had to go for a break yes. um, about uh, opening credits. Right. Wait, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so you were saying Buffy. Uh, Buffy, which yeah, yeah, I think is the is the greatest um, opening uh, titles of all time. You see. It's one of the last vestiges of the classic kind of like um, slow motion shots of yeah. the cast with their the actors' names coming up over a theme song. Because now nowadays theme songs like mostly don't really exist. It will just be like two notes over like Breaking Bad's logo and then the episode stuff. Oh. You know? um, or like Game of Thrones was this huge like arty mm. thing where the map would unfurl every single week and they'd have like a minute with the score. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But they don't have that like Dawson's Creek um, type <laughs> opening anymore. And Buffy yeah. was that and it was the, the big grungy. It was, it was so big. It got you so hyped for the episode. Every yeah. Week. I was, I was going to say for, for my um, entry into this that the entry the entry to Cheers oh okay which is just yeah, lovely yeah. and it re- that that has got to be up there yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that just makes me feel cosy every time yes. I see it yeah, yeah there's yeah. something wonderful going on there and I also think about it every single time I'm in my local yeah, yeah. and somebody's like you're right Josh I'm just like you're right mate yeah there's Norm <laughs> yeah yeah there's Norm <laughs> <laughs> Aww. And, and and also I think for me Close, oh, sorry, opening themes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've played this to you before. The, the opening, anybody my age will remember this to the cartoon SWAT Cats. SWAT Cats? Which is, yeah, and the opening. So this is not Samurai Peter Cats? No, although that's actually, yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's wonderful. Samurai See, Peter Cats is wonderful. Seen, you have shown Yeah, that. that's absolutely wonderful. SWAT Cats, the opening sequence is pure adrenaline. Right. Pure adrenaline. It's okay. really well edited. The music is like this sort of fresh metal thing. It's the most exciting thing you've ever seen in your life. That's uh, the producer's just showing you. A, 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 um, so is this the same company that made Thundercats? Because that no. is that is frighteningly close. In, uh, like the even the font, right? Uh, similar. They're SWAT cats. They, they were in an airplane. They were high tech. Ah, they were right. in an airplane. They were they were all flying around in fighter jets and stuff. Um, but I will show you that after the after the podcast because uh, I think you'll get a kick out of that. Absolutely. Um, but a, a, a harder thing to get right. It's the closing credits. Okay, okay. If before we get to closing credits, because mm-hmm. I think that is something that we that, that will need some discussion. But if we're talking about cartoon openings, yeah, right. We need to give two honourable mentions. I, right? I think I know what you're going to say. Do you know? Do you know what the two are? I, <laughs> you might even be able to guess both. I'm going to say ding, ding, ding. If, if you say one that I, I think you're going to say, go on. Okay, number one, ninety two X Men. Right. Oh really? But a little Demo-le-le-le-le. 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 
Yeah. It's a good tune. So good. Yeah. Right. And then also Defenders of the Earth. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a bit naff, isn't it? Oh, no, but that's the beauty of it, right? What's the worst bit? For me, it's, it's the enemies crumble in fear and confusion. <laughs> Mandrake. It's <laughs> <laughs> a magician. He might have been like, Paul Daniels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of the it's a very popular uh, podcast um that i listen to which is called the the weekly planet okay um, it's not a couple of australian guys um and uh, one of the hosts of that um constantly says that defenders of the earth is the greatest theme song of all time and whenever they mention it in an episode he will play the full song <laughs> <laughs> so like it was just like oh yeah maybe i won't edit in this time and then the song will just start <laughs> it's such a good bit it, it just strays over the territory of being so naff it's good to just be naff that's the is that what you think is yeah. that what you think? See, i i am i'm all in i think it's just on on teetering on the edge they they didn't know how to end that song properly he goes, defenders of the earth, defenders of the earth. <laughs> what? It's going to put a, a little space in there. Yeah. Okay, fine. Because they can't do the defenders yeah. again, because that leads into the song again. Honourable mention, though, to David Barry's appearance in the title theme for Digimon. Because like, Digimon, Digimon. And then David Barry goes, Digimon. It's like, oh, thanks, Dave. It does sound exactly like David Barry. <laughs> oh, you could maybe convince some kids that that is David Barry singing Honestly, on Digimon. I, that is going to be that is going to be my new favourite uh, <laughs> David Barry uh, lie. Yeah, because what was it? We started with David Barry uh, invented Connect Four. Oh no, that was started by Stuart McConey, the music. Uh, oh right, okay. Yeah, he started that. He 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 tried to get that going as a a big. A rumor, along with the fact that Bob Holness from Blockbusters yeah. plays the saxophone on Baker Street. You know, <laughs> that would be. Incredible. It's not him, but you would believe it. Yeah, yeah, of course. For a it's Bob second, Holness. if you didn't question it, you know, what I mean, yeah. if you were busy that day, you'd just be like, <laughs> "Yeah, all right." Yeah. Uh, and uh, then I think because you told me about that in the pub a million years ago, <laughs> and then I decided that I really liked the joke. And I started telling people when I was drunk out in town that um, David Bowie um, painted the London Underground map. Oh, yes. And yeah. then they built the infrastructure around that. Yeah, around the map. Yeah. <laughs> it was a piece of David Bowie artwork first. Yeah. And then they made the tubes. <laughs> you, you will be surprised at one o'clock in the morning how many people would believe you. I mean, mm. to be fair, they're probably just being nice, just like, all right, mate. <laughs> But it's uh, it's a good laugh either way. Absolutely. So uh, closing credits. Closing credits. See, I'm it's it's to harder to make a memorable closing sequence. Yeah, it really, really is. But th there are some though when the 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 credits hit like a like a punch in the mouth. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are what are the good ones where they do that? I'm trying to think now. I'm I, going thinking. I'm thinking like Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad, obviously, just because the, the recent shows. But... My my favorite one of all time is Terror Hawks. Terror. I, I, I don't know if you've seen the closing credits to Terror Hawks. It's no. phenomenal. It is right. the gold standard of all closing credits. And you know how um, on modern streaming streaming platforms, some yeah. things they give you the option to skip the intro. Okay. And yeah. Like, sometimes you don't. I never skip the intro to Mystery Science Theatre. Why would you? No, that that no. song is too good. It's to wonderful. Yeah. And with closing credits, a lot of streaming platforms they'll assume, skip them for you. They assume. It's like, no, I want to watch the end credits to Terror Hawks. Yeah. Because the end credits to Terror Hawks is different every single time. Oh, it's one of those. It's one of those. Oh. The music is phenomenal, but it's 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 based around uh, the end credits appearing over a game of noughts and crosses on the screen. That's awesome. And uh, in Terror Hawks, the the good guy robots are round. They're called Xeroids. Okay. And the bad guy uh, robots are called Cubes. So this right. lends itself really well to a game of noughts and crosses. Yeah. And it's different every time. That's sometimes, so cool. Sometimes the bad guys win, sometimes the good guys win, and I sit there wrapped. I think yeah yeah I think they did that for um, a recent. 
you remember the Critical Role uh, cartoon thing that came out on uh, Amazon? Vox, Vox Machina. Vox Machina, that yeah, was it. That was surprisingly brilliant. I watched a couple of episodes. My friend is a massive Critical Role fan and just watches mm. everything that they can consume. Um, and uh, they were talking to me about it and um, said that apparently the they got a band in to mm -hmm. record all of the uh, music and stuff like that. And they also, for every single episode, the outro music is different and it is an original composition based upon the plot of the episode that you just watched. Right, right? yes, yeah, yeah. And it's just, that's incredible. You don't yeah. need to go to that level of um, detail, but yeah. it's so cool. That's amazing, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I really, I, I love a good opening sequence, I love a good closing sequence. Yeah. Um, uh, in especially a... in, a, there's loads of um, uh, animes which have just, uh, especially like animes that have the most incredibly like dark and philosophical subject matter like you will be at the end of an episode and you'll just bleeding you know, your heart is ripping out of your chest and then the outro music to these animes is always just the cheeriest <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's every time yeah. and it's just you crying whilst looking at the screen <laughs> a mate of mine Phil uh, who possibly listens to this podcast he was a big anime you know my mate Phil yeah 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 big Phil's anime out there shout out Phil yeah yeah um, and he was telling me that in Japan this is a huge thing that if you if you're a pop act but you're not very big if you can get your song on the closing credits of an anime that's that's, that's like huge. winning Eurovision or yeah that, that yeah, exposure. yeah. Or like being on on I suppose like an advert in this country because there are people yes. that if you've got like a big riff which is on an insurance advert yeah. that's like we'll build you uh, as a band absolutely uh, right yeah so yeah Closing credits for me. That, that's uh, that there's never going to be anything like Terror Hawks. Um, no, that does sound incredible. And I'd, I'd like to go I'll show and it watch. To you. The, I, I, yeah. I imagine there is like a YouTube montage of all of them. Oh, there might be. There might and be. You can just watch the closing uh, credits. Yeah. I might, might have to go and do that. But the thing is, the program itself is so good. You won't want to skip the program. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I'll show you some. I'll show yeah, you some. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been on a, an '80s puppet sci-fi kick recently. <laughs> so I, I know it's very specific. <laughs> of course you. Have. <laughs> <laughs> 80s puppet sci fi, okay. Yes. What's that like? So I watched the entirety of Starfleet, which is Starfleet. an 80s Japanese science fiction puppet thing. Nothing to do with Star Trek. Nothing to do with Star Trek. Now, here's the thing about Starfleet Starfleet has an, also has a very good closing credit uh, okay. tune, and it was covered and released as a single by Brian May. <laughs> I know it's obscure Japanese thing. And Has he spent quite a lot of time in Japan though? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, Maybe. I don't know. He's a weird guy. He's a very strange. It's his birthday today, I think. Is it? Yeah. Happy birthday, Brian May. Happy birthday, Brian. Yeah. Uh, Brian May is, uh, and I don't know if I've ever told this uh, story on the podcast before, so I won't necessarily uh, tell the whole story. But uh, Brian May is uh, was present for the greatest live music moment I ever saw in my life. Um, which was uh, at Reading in 2011 or 2012. Yeah. I went to go see My Chemical Romance when they were headlining, and they went off for their encore. Right. And then when the uh, stage was completely black, um, and everybody's just waiting around because they hadn't played Black Parade yet, so nobody moved. Like, oh, we yes. knew where yeah, everybody yeah, was staying. Yeah. Um, and then uh, from the dark stage, we just heard. <laughs> and then the lights came on and Brian May was there <laughs> hadn't been present for the rest of the gig at all and we were just like oh, I was so excited for them to come back and play the Black Parade and do all of that stuff yeah. uh, and then I was just like I had no idea this cherry on top was going to be Brian May here and then they played We Will Rock You with uh, what I have seen Brian May play We Will Rock You live I haven't I seen know. Queen but I have seen Brian May yeah, yeah. Although maybe like one of the roadies lent on the drum machine by accident because I have this <laughs> Theory that if you're in like a music store and you accidentally press that on a drum machine, it just summons Brian May. Yeah, <laughs> like, like Mr. Ben from the, <laughs> from the Change of Room. by magic. Yeah, Brian May appeared. Yeah, so be careful that. with your drum machine. If you if you make it go, this is true. He'll just appear. Yeah, use uh, use your drum machines responsibly, yeah, kids. Very carefully, because as we all know, Brian may, but Brian can't. <laughs> what? <laughs> Brian may, but he can't. Oh, oh no, no, there's a famous children's uh, TV presenter called Brian Cant. Ah, oh, so I was right. making a Brian May, Brian Cant joke. Now, right. anybody. Older than thirty-five laughed. Then okay. everybody else was just like you. <laughs> yeah, sorry, 
<laughs> yeah, are you going to need for the, from the listeners? I'm going to need some verification on that from the over 35s. Did you laugh then? <laughs> Did that, that work? Because <laughs> seriously, that could be the episode title this week: Brian May, but Brian can't. Bri- Brian May, but Brian can't. <laughs> I was trying to think of somebody ending in Will, but I don't think there is ending in Will. Oh yeah, yeah, there isn't really. Will isn't really a very good surname, is it? I don't know anybody with a surname Will actually. No, Will's. Yeah. Yeah, joke doesn't work. Joke doesn't joke work. Doesn't work. Wills. I'm sticking with my obscure eighties children's <laughs> presenter. So what was he? Blue Peter. Brian Cant was Playaway, Brickabrack. Uh, those were the two main ones. They sound like yeah. board games to me. Okay, uh, Playaway became Play School, which then became Playdays. Okay. Or, uh, and then Playbus. Remember Play the Playbus. Bus. Is a name that I've heard. Yeah. It's the playbus. Yeah. Where does it stop? It's the Y bird stop. You know, all that business. Absolutely nothing. This is completely going over my head. Rosie and Jim, whatever Rosie and Jim was, that's where I came online in terms of children's TV. Children's TV. Anything before Rosie and Jim, I've got no idea. Really? That's, yeah. that's why the, the producer is oh, holding God. up a sign that says Rosie and Jim. When did you write down you wrote Rosie that down and earlier. Jim? Episodes <laughs> and episodes ago. Oh, really? It all just loops in on itself, this yeah. podcast. <laughs> that's what it is. That's fair. Um, but Rosie yeah. and Jim is definitely a highlight. And and yeah. on the subject of uh, looping back and opening titles, mm-hmm. Rosie and Jim has got to be up there. It's a great song. That's like that is like a it's like a classic in like a like a Ringo Starr original way. Like <laughs> like it yeah. feels like like it's died into the tapestry of British culture. Like, yeah, <laughs> especially the bit where the duck goes. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Yeah, absolutely. Tots oh. TV. Tots TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tots TV. Did you start? Oh, there, there you go. You didn't learn French at school, but did you learn a bit of French from Tots TV? I probably, yeah, whatever French I do know, I learned yeah. from Tots TV 25 years ago. I have this theory that Tilly from Tots TV grew up to become Karen Gillan. It's the same person. <laughs> <laughs> About the same age as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so weird. She, she opened up the sac magique that they had yeah, in Tots yeah, TV yeah. and she turned into Karen Gillan. And they and, and uh, Karen Gillan is in an episode, Karen Gillan from Doctor Who and from the Avengers and all sorts of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nebula and Amy Pond. Um, uh, she was actually in that episode in season six of Doctor Who, where they make her a puppet. Right? Oh yes, they make yes. Her a, a, a wooden, um, like a wooden doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, creepy. So that, that is, so that is the the, the teenage uh, like version. Tilly. Yeah. So from t- from Tilly to that like weird puppet to <laughs> that's. Oh, I love these episodes where we just go off on one. Literally, I don't think we've stuck to a single topic for more than a minute. <laughs> and the best thing was, um, dear listeners, um, Josh texted me about two days ago saying, I've got the perfect, the perfect episode. I've got this conspiracy theory. We're going to go on a deep dive into this conspiracy theory. And now we're talking about Tots TV. So well, I apologise to you, Josh. No, no, no. That's how we get into it. Like, is, I, I love the fact that we can start talking about some weird theory of alternative history and somehow come back to talking about cartoons. Absolutely. <laughs> Which one would you have been out of Tots TV? You've got the, uh, the, the guy with the glasses. Oh. There was the... Tilly Tom and Tiny, wasn't it? Tilly Tom yeah. and Tiny. There was the guy with the blue hair with like the buzz cut. That was Tom. Yeah, yeah. I think I would have been Tom. Would've I been seem Tom. to remember relating to Tom. He was my POV character. In... <laughs> <laughs> in he was the TV. smart one with the glasses. Oh, no. Is yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I that. Yeah. Didn't have glasses at the time, but... Yeah, he was the smart one. Yeah. Whereas poor Tiny didn't have a clue what was going on. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. I think that's probably why I like, I oh, chose to not. <laughs> he, was like, he, was, he was from Essex or something, wasn't he? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it seems to just be bouncing off the walls. What were those kids doing together? You got a French person. God, you they... got an Essex person. It was like a sort of weird school exchange trip that sort of they never sent Tilly back. <laughs> I am not as versed on Tots TV lore as you are, Sorry. but I'm very interested. I'm more interested in this than I am the Tartarian Empire. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> what is the origin story? Can you imagine? That would be the greatest. Uh, gritty like, reboot. Gritty reboot, yeah. <laughs> they bring back Tots TV. <laughs> Actually, you've got a, a love triangle there already. There's two yeah. men and a woman. It works. You yeah. can convert it. And there's Absolutely. a donkey. Oh, I can... Somebody's knocking at the door, so we're going to pause the podcast and see what happens. 
Sorry about that there, folks. We had a knock at the door. Um, <laughs> the most chaotic episode of all time. Of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's hot, guys. This is this is our, what is it they call it? Um, what, like a snow day? Pathetic fallacy. Wow, what? Right? That sounds like a spell from Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> so pathetic fallacy yeah. is like in a story where you have something where there's something dark and gloomy going on okay. and the weather reflects that. So there's a thunderstorm and stuff like that. Oh, I see. Like right. an empathy. Exactly. Right. So yes. it's like a metaphor within the setting. Okay. And that's what we're doing with this podcast. It's yes. completely batshit, mm. right? Because... You know, listeners as well as we do, that we are all sat in 40 degree heat. Yep. Just barely clinging to our clothes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But I think we made it. I think we. I think that's all right. I, I think we've done all right, really. All things considered, um, first time in thirty episodes, somebody has knocked on the door in the middle. Yeah, yeah. We've I done forgot, well. I, whenever we start recording, I forget that this is just our house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like nobody would arrive. Actually, that's not even true. We've had multiple delivery people uh, arrive during episodes of the podcast, um, but we, we just knew they were coming. We knew they were coming, so yeah. we sort of knew what was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we could kind of. We were armed for that. We were. Ready. Yeah. yeah, and also they were bringing us beer. And yeah, which means we were fine with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't knock my knock on my door without me expecting. <laughs> That's like if the you... modern version of the landline ringing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah you can't. Uh, I think it's because I I do still have uh, relatives that will show up just unannounced. Oh, really? Insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. this day and age, in twenty twenty two. You're just going to show up at someone's house? Yeah. I'm not, like, I work from home. I, there is no guarantee that I will have a shred of clothing on <laughs> when you arrive at the house. Like, like, if I'm not leaving the house today, yeah. you don't know what you're going to get into. No. <laughs> Especially these last couple of days, the curtains have been shut, mate. It's been an oh. absolute travesty. <laughs> I think I had three showers yesterday. Oh, yeah, it's been so good. Just yeah. multiple, just cold showers. Just don't even have to use the gas. Just get straight in there. That's it? No. Yeah, yeah. I do like to, because I'm a bit of a uh, bit of a pansy, I like to have it on at, like, room temperature, so I have the hot on. Now, get in the shower at room temperature and then slowly turn it down to turn the hot off. Oh, and then by the time I get out of the shower, it's just cold water. I like that. That's nice. That's nice. Oh, have you gone for the cold bath yet? Which is really hardcore. A cold bath? Yeah. God, is that something you did? I, I have done it before. Yeah. Really? Yeah. In fact, about this time last year, I had a freezing cold bath because um, I my girlfriend's uh, mum and her partner came to visit. So we, went, we went to Warwick Castle. Right. I got sunburnt as hell. And was right. bright red. And the only thing that could alleviate my burning skin was yeah. an ice cold bath. And I just jumped into that thing and sat there. But which sounds like the the best strategy. But also with uh, like sunburn over your whole body, did you not just like shed like a snake? Oh, eventually, yeah, it was all coming off. <laughs> like if you yeah. if you go like it's like a like a glass going from boiling hot water to uh, to like cold, right? There's there's an enormous shift there yeah hugely and you know how they say what the human body regenerates itself every seven years yeah yeah yeah, yeah. seven minutes that day. <laughs> seven minutes everything was new yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no uh, i think i had a i think i had a curry up in the square that was pretty much the same same situation oh god <laughs> i just i was reborn yeah that's it. <laughs> my new favorite phrase by the way for having a proper number two right um, having a uh, having a Brad, having a having a Scooby, uh, no, having a good clear out, having a good clear <laughs> out, having a proper good clear out. <laughs> <laughs> it is like because it's such a good one because it's too descriptive. Yeah, like nobody says that about just I'm going to the toilet. Right? No, no, no. The, this is a, a momentous occasion. Yeah, and not just like <laughs> popping off a couple of pellets. No, 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 no. no I'm having a proper good clear out. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> and also, when I have had a good clean out. <laughs> oh, tell us more. Oh, I can't believe I'm admitting this. But um, I always get up from the toilet. What, right. After, okay. when, when I'm done. You're right, you're done. Okay, I stand yeah, 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 up, yeah, yeah, I stand fine. up, I stand up, and I start to unroll the uh, toilet roll for the great wiping. Okay? Wait, wait, wait. You stand up? To wipe, yes. 
This is insane, right? No, obviously you don't. You lean. This is a generational thing. A generational thing? How is it a generational thing? Yeah, of course you lean and you just wipe. Which way do you lean? Towards the bowl? No, I lean to the left. What? And then with my right hand, if you if you are if you are losing contact completely with the toilet seat before you've cleaned yourself, yeah. you want to have a word for yourself. I don't. I, don't. <laughs> I am against that. No, because I'm letting the elements get to the the bits that's Why? onto my asshole. Why? Because it's easier to wipe off. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, we'll get into that this. That is extremely graphic. But, no, but I think this is something that is debated on podcasts uh, quite a lot. Really? Right? Whether you, yeah, stand up or sit down. I, I don't think you are the only person. You're not the first person that I've heard say this. Stand up to I am disappointed. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, no, I didn't realise you were a stand-up wiper. I don't, I can't believe you sit there and lean. It just, yeah, it seems way more logical to lean. Because once you've, like, while you're still on the toilet, yeah. right? You are just, you're in that process, right? And that is, you know, you are making waste, right? It's kind of gross, but everything that's going on is okay because you're during this period where you know you're doing a gross thing. (laughs) If you then stand up from the toilet, you're just a man with his own shit on him, yeah, right? Because you're now removed from the event of taking a shit. You are just a man with his own shit on him. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's completely different. Let me enjoy myself. <laughs> Let me have this one thing. Right. Anyway, no, sorry. So, <laughs> when you finish, <laughs> when you finish, because what I do is I stand up, right? And, I, yes. and it's like blowing your nose. You always have a look. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Are you looking at the bowl or are you looking at the paper? I, I look at the bowl. Okay. I look and see what I've done. That's absolutely fine. Yeah, so do I. But oh, there's there just paper go. in there. Yeah, there's paper in there. You're looking at bangers and mash. I'm looking at just the bangers. Right? <laughs> just the bangers. <laughs> like, like, like an ace DJ set, nothing but bangers. Right? That's what I'm looking at. And I always get this voice in my head. Right. And it's because it's like when I've really had a clear out. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know that bit in The Two Towers, The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers? Yeah. Where, <laughs> look at you trying not to laugh. And it's um, it's in the middle of the Battle of Helm's Deep. Right. And there's the King of Gondor. What's his name? The, the long blonde hair, that guy. The guy who was like taken over by Wormtongue. Oh, that the, guy. Uh, oh, Denethor. Is that his name? Denethor? Producer? Is it not Denethor? The no. producer will know. Um, the King of Gondor. Oh, your man. Yes. No, not Denethor. The other geezer. Oh, it's not Gondor. Rohan. The King of Rohan. Yes. Yes, the King of Rohan. What's his name? I can't remember. What he's his played name is. by a real classic British actor, isn't yeah, he? He's yeah, been yeah, loads yeah. of stuff. Uh, and there's that. He's the, basically he's the one from that famous scene where he's like super old and he looks like a ghost. Yes. And then and he, he regenerates back that's into it, like that's it. That's form. it. Can't remember his name. That's it. Tolkien nerds can can correct us. That's it. I think the producer is actually frantically googling. <laughs> yeah, we've got one in the room, so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Uh, here we go. I think the producer's got it. It's Theoden. Theoden. Yes. That's it. Theoden. Anyway, there's a bit where in the middle of the Battle of Helm's Deep, yeah. and it's really going to shit, excuse yeah. the pun, he looks at Aragorn, yes. and he goes, so much death, and I get him in my head going, so much shit, <laughs> every time, every time that runs through my head, just, just him looking, looking at Aragorn going, as if he just looked in the bowl with me, and gone, so much shit. <laughs> what a strange part of your psyche to share with the world. That's such a weird window into <laughs> what it is to be Pete. It's true, though. It's true. <laughs> oh, that is, uh, is brilliant. And the thing is, is that there is no way that that is made up. I know no, true. 100% that is a true fact. It's true. <laughs> Oh god, right. I think this is actually considering we have been spinning our wheels since about minute five. <laughs> this is one of the We've been spinning episodes. our wheels since episode two. Right? <laughs> this is true. This is true. Oh right. Okay. Uh, well we've learned about uh, a lot of things today. Uh, yeah. Not yeah, least yeah. of all ourselves. Yeah, we've learned a lot about you, Pete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, we'd like to know, are you a leaner or are you a stander? <laughs> because I think it's a generational thing. Do you think it's a generational I thing? I think leaners are 30 and under. Really? Yeah, because I think it's to do with like the loss of like cub scouting and stuff. And I think people who are used to shitting in the woods and shitting right. out in nature are standers. Are standers. Because you can't leave. Okay, that actually... 
that yeah. actually makes sense. Um, which, but I don't think that you can necessarily say that people um, taking a shit outside is a generational thing. I think there's plenty of people that um, you know grow up going to things where you do just like grow up camping a lot and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I just. I'm not a, I'm not an outdoorsman, Pete. No, <laughs> I'm like, a creature like, comforts. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mostly have used a toilet, but that does make sense. I'm not an outdoorsman either, and I've always hated camping, really. But I do like standing up because it makes me feel like I'm outdoors. <laughs> okay. You know? Okay. It's like um, it's like grounding. Yeah. Uh, grounding where you take your um, take your shoes and socks off and you go stand on natural ground that's that's connected to the earth. That's exactly so what that's I'm doing. That's what you're doing. Yeah. You're there. <laughs> Caked in your own shit, thinking about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, <laughs> thinking about fading. Just every thinking, time. just sat there, just like I feel, feel at one with nature yeah. right now. In fact, the next time I'm gonna go for a big clear out, I'm gonna say to my girlfriend, "I think I hear Theoden calling." <laughs> oh, I am going to say that. That yeah. I'm gonna make that yeah. a part of my vocabulary. And if Theoden you fart on the to- if you fart on the toilet, you're sounding the horn of Gondor. <laughs> It will sound in the deep once more. <laughs> <laughs> right, should Wait. we do some admin? This yes, it must be We're just time. literally giggling like schoolgirls at this yeah. point. Right, compose yourself, Pete. Okay, uh, if you want to get hold of me on Twitter, particularly if you want to, if you are leaner or a stander, uh, you can find me on Twitter. My name is Pete's Tweets. That is at S Tweets Pete. You can uh, find me on Twitter at uh, Sheddy the Boy. That's S H E W D Y T H E B O I. Wonderbar. Um, we have uh, the producer uh, on uh, Twitter. You can find at the producer J W P. That's right. And then you can get in touch with all of us here at the Joshin with Pete family uh, at Joshin with Pete. Very nicely done. Thank you very much. I, I, I really snapped out of that like high frequency <laughs> laughing at you. <laughs> no trouble at all. Well, um, uh, yeah, I apologise for the heat turning us all into uh, insane people. Yeah, uh, that was a rabid episode of was, the show. It was, it was 90s extreme, Josh and McPete. <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, we will. Uh, we might not be around next week. Uh, I am going on holiday, oh, so yes, yeah. I might not be around. That's but cool. we'll probably see you in two weeks. So in the meantime, keep your ass clean and yeah. keep leading. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you for your time. Take care, folks. Bye. See ya.